0: Today is Tuesday, November 2nd. The title for our devotional is The Rich Young Ruler. Yesterday we looked at the prosperity for generosity theme in general and saw how this prosperity-driven teaching has crept into the American church and how we need to take the teachings of Jesus seriously when it comes to our wealth and how we handle money. In the life of Jesus and as he taught, we have a number of situations involving money, and Jesus gives us so many good insights in how we should handle and pursue wealth. So this week, we're going to look at at least three of these briefly. First is the encounter with who has become known as the rich young ruler. Matthew 19, 16 through 30 says this, Then a man came up to Jesus and asked a teacher, What good thing must I do to inherit or to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied, There is only, there is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and mother and love your neighbor as yourself. Notice Jesus has left out the commandment not to covet. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad, because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, This is how Jesus always works. takes an event like this and then turns it into a teaching moment. Truly, I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children... Or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. There's a lot to talk about in this passage, but for the sake of our time today, let's just focus on what Jesus teaches us about wealth. In this story, Jesus is putting his finger on the young man's idolatry. The young man rather boldly asserts that he has kept all the laws of Moses, which he hasn't, his whole life, and yet still lacks something, Jesus points out to him what he's lacking, that if he wants to be complete or perfect, then he must sell all of his things and give to the poor and follow Jesus. This he is unwilling to do because he had great wealth. This story so accurately illustrates what C.S. Lewis writes in the Screwtape Letters. Prosperity knits a man to the world. He feels that he is finding his place in it, while really it is finding its place in him. This man's prosperity has found, had found its place in him and had knit him to the world leaving, an um, leaving him unable to detach from it to be in the kingdom of God this encounter reveals that the man was in, has indeed not kept all the law of Moses and therefore not perfect which would be required to achieve eternal life in his own righteousness Jesus noticeably leaves out the tenth commandment not to covet in his list yet reveals to the man through this challenge that he is indeed covetous It's also evident that he is then violating the first commandment by making an idol of his wealth. It seems to me that Jesus is giving this young man an opportunity to recognize his imperfections as well as his true need. is, the grace of God found in Jesus. This he calls him to by his invitation to follow him. Mark's account documents that Jesus looked at the man and loved him before he told him to go and sell what he has and give to the poor. So this challenge from Jesus is done in love for this man, not jest or disdain, just upset with him because he's rich. He wants him to recognize that Jesus and his kingdom for what they are. They are the pearl of great price, that when one finds it, he goes and sells all he has to buy it, as Jesus says in Matthew thirteen, forty-five to 46. They are like a hidden treasure in a field that one joyfully sells all he has to purchase it says in Matthew 13, 44, this is the point. Through the miracle of God's salvation, as he says in verse 26 here, that with man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible, we can gain this perspective. We can recognize the true value of the kingdom, and therefore the insignificance in comparison of our wealth. It's not that wealth isn't important. It's that God's kingdom is infinitely more important. So this is where we begin, not with the negative imperative to avoid overvaluing or idolizing wealth, but with the positive imperative to see the truly immeasurable value of the kingdom of God. Jesus is clear, those who commit to following him will receive the true value of the kingdom in eternity, and that is far more valuable. Today I invite you to just reflect on your value of the kingdom of God in knowing Jesus. Is the kingdom the pearl of great price that you would sell all you have to possess, Is it the hidden treasure in a field that you would joyfully sell all that you have to purchase? If not, your concept of the kingdom of God is too small. I'd also invite you to put yourself in the place of this young man encountering Jesus. If Jesus, after this conversation with him, if you can tell Jesus looked at you and loved you and invited you to sell your possessions and come follow him as he did this young man, could you? Would you sell what you have and go follow Jesus? This is a challenge for all of us, and it's a mental exercise worth pursuing and walking through to indicate and diagnose whether we have idolized our wealth. But more importantly, whether or not we we see the kingdom of God and following Jesus for the true treasure and value that it really is.